Hey everyone, this is Battleaxe from the SOG crew, and I wanted to share that Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything that you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. Creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more platforms. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Mandatory call to action. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I want you to imagine now the times of the Civil War. I want you to, a picture right now, close your eyes and I want you to visualize the Civil War with bullets that are raining down and the smell of carnage. Men, grown men crying. And during this time, a spark of hope and a spark of light emerges from the ashes and from the ruins of division in our country between the North and South, between the Union and the Confederacy. And a woman rises up to shine, a Christian woman actually, and that's why I'm bringing her up. Bridget Cisneros, this woman rises up in a time where women couldn't even vote and women had no say so. So I pray that this is a message for the women out there that are advocating, for the women out there fighting for your loved ones, for the women out there that are rising in corporate America. And this woman during the Civil War times, she was raised by parents that were involved in military. She was raised by a a woman that was a, a loving mother and a housewife. So she had all the fundamentals and all the principles inside of her and the biblical principles inside of her but one day during the years of 1861 to 1865 this woman arises she sees her countrymen dying blood everywhere smoke raining bullets and she finally says you know what i'll do whatever it takes i know i can't vote And I know I'm a woman that's looked at as a second-class citizen, but I have to do something right now. And that woman arose and she fed people. She fed the soldiers. During the Civil War, she was one woman, Lenny Luna, that she listened to the soldiers when they were crying, when they were amputating their legs or their arms. She bandaged up her, her fellow Americans And you gotta keep it in mind that this woman, she was also a school teacher before the Civil War. So during the Civil War, she had to bandage up her nephews. She had to bandage up her brothers, her classmates. She was a teacher, so she had to bandage up her students, her neighbors. She wrote letters for them. She washed their clothes. She delivered supplies during a time where women, women couldn't even vote. I pray that 
if you are a historian or you are part of the scholarship community or you are an advocate for religious freedom, I pray that you pay attention because I'm talking about a woman named Clara Barton that during the times of the Civil War between 1861 and 1865, she was named the angel in the battlefield, not by the Union, but by the enemy, the Confederacy. Because when the Confederacy was captured in war, Miss Clara Barton would bandage up the Union and the enemy at the same time. And she would love on the enemy. And she would treat them like brothers. And she had kind mercy on them. And agape love for them. And so, Clara Barton, after the Civil War, this woman, she travels to Europe and she witnessed and experienced the Red Cross. And she was so blessed by this organization called the Red Cross, how they devoted their lives to being a volunteer. That she brought the Red Cross back to the United States of America and she formed the Red Cross here in the United States. And I wanna, before I get into the word, I wanna, I wanna show you some principles of the Red Cross, but not only the Red Cross, but even Abraham Lincoln was quoted in a note that he said to the friends of missing persons, meaning Clara Barton not only fed people, bandaged people, uh, she helped people, she talked to them, she prayed for the soldiers, because all you historians, I've read books and books about Clara Barton, and it says in history that she prayed for the soldiers. So all you religious freedom advocates, there's something that you could stand on when it comes to religious freedom in the political arena and in our militaries. Abraham Lincoln wrote, to the friends of missing persons, Miss Clara Barton has kindly offered to search for the missing persons of war. Please address her. So not only was she bandaging people, but she had to identify those that had lost their lives in war. The Red Cross mission statement, and I'm not preaching the Red Cross, but I'm, I want us to open up our view when it comes to volunteering because I'm a volunteer and I work with volunteers. And people always tell me, man, you make a lot of money, you do hip hop. I'm sorry, but I'm a volunteer. The Red Cross mission statement says, the American Red Cross prevents and alleviates human suffering in the face of emergencies by mobilizing the power of volunteers and the generosity of donors. Not only do they go out there and feed and bandage up, but they're also collecting blood and they're also working with donors. The Red Cross, born of a desire to bring assistance without discrimination to the wounded on the battlefield, endeavors in its international and national capacity to prevent and alleviate human suffering wherever it may be found. 
It makes no discrimination as to the nationality, race, religious beliefs, class, or political opinions. When there's wars going on, I'm not there to pick sides. When people are fighting and, and there's gang wars and there's green lights and there's people battling, my job isn't to get it on anybody's side. My job is to get in there and, and, and reach out to the lost. For years we did that. We, we would feed the homeless. We would feed the prostitutes. That was our ministry for years. My mother-in-law would cook hamburgers. Johnny Diaz's mother would cook menudo. We would partner with churches to, to hand out clothing. And so reading history, Sister Esther, and seeing that in the past, the most honorable people were volunteers, it opens up my eyes. Like, wait a minute. Why are we focusing on something else? We should be, if there's no budget, who cares if there's no budget? We need to find a way, find a solution. The West Coast needs to get together with Denver. Denver needs to get together with Oklahoma. Everybody needs to get together with each other so we can find a solution, so we can mobilize the volunteers to give back. Civility. Today's message is titled Civility and the Angel on the Battlefield. Let's go. Let's begin this. Luke chapter 4, starting with verse 18. Lord Jesus, have your way. Civility from a biblical perspective. It says in Luke chapter 4, 18, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. You know, I know what Clara Barton has done. I salute her for starting the Red Cross. I wanted to give you a nugget in case you go to that school and they say, I'm sorry, you can't talk about Jesus, but what else do you got? What else can you share about? I want you to pull out in your resource book and say, I know the person that started the Red Cross, she was a volunteer and I'm here to preach on civility. And I'm not here to take sides. And I don't, I'm not here to talk about gender. I'm not here to pick uh, age. I'm not here to talk about political opinion. But I'm here because they just killed a bunch of kids right here in, on this street. I'm here because the, drop, the dropout rate is at the highest. I'm here because there's a lot of single young girls that are pregnant right here in this community. I came here to Manhattan because the AIDS is the highest in the country. I came here because the suicides is the highest. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. You got to understand what the Spirit of the Lord is. The Spirit of the Master. The Spirit of the person who has the deciding power. You see, that person that's closing the door on you, they don't have the authority to close the door on you. God has the power to decide whether or not you get to go in through that door. Because he has anointed me. He has given me his Holy Spirit. He has given me the power to be a, an administrator. He has given me the power to manage the kingdom of 
he, whatever he wants me to do for him, for the kingdom, for his kingdom. He's given me the power to run it, to be the superintendent, to orchestrate and to, to guide the soldiers. It says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Why are we serving God? For money? For fame? For a big name? I'm serving God because I'm grateful for my salvation. I'm serving God because he picked me up when I was down from the ashes and he empowered me, Sister Raquel. Anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. I know a lot of people out there, God's given you the power to manage and to run what he's called you to run. You don't have to be in a church. I salute all the churches. When you come together and you congregate and you come in agreement and you evangelize and you give back. I love it. I love it. Thank you. I salute you. But there's people out there that you got a bag full of clothes. Go out there and give it. You got extra food. Go give it. Bandage up. God has anointed you to preach the gospel to the poor. That's the messages and the principles of God, the commandments of God. Years ago, we had an annual youth crusade called Let Your Fire Fall Youth Crusade. We had it about 10 years in a row at the Pearson Park Amphitheater in Anaheim, California, down the street from Disneyland. And the purpose of Let Your Fire Fall, and people were like, Why? You're spending all that money on a concert called Let Your Fire Fall? Yes. We would travel all year and do concerts all over the country. And they would give us honorariums and they would bless us. And we would use that to host an annual concert giving back to the city of Anaheim. So I want to thank all the sponsors that ever helped us, all the local businesses, the faith-based community, New Wine, all the churches, the city of Anaheim, the sound and the lighting people, the marketing teams, and especially the prayer people every year giving back the prostitutes would get saved the gang member would get saved the drug dealer would get saved James chapter 1 starting with verse 27 it says pure religion and 
undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. I'm going to share a testimony about this scripture right here. It says in James chapter 1, 27 says, Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows. As I read this today, the Holy Spirit started talking to me. I received a call from my Jewish friend, Dr. Seidenberg, who's studying my history of my family, of my family tree on my mom's side, my dad's side. He just study. He loves to just study. And he called me today and he said, you have a brother named Michael, an older brother, right? And I said, yeah, I do. He's my stepbrother. And he says, why do you say stepbrother? And I said, I don't know. I wasn't raised with him. He's my stepbrother. He goes, he's not your stepbrother, but he's your blood brother. He's your half brother. From Yuma, Arizona, your dad's son before you. The Bible says to visit the fatherless. When he told me that and I read the scripture, I began to weep. And I said, Lord, I found out about my big brother when I was 13. I never had a relationship with them. But you know what? I got his phone number. And because of this scripture, because of this message of angel in the battlefield, because of the civility message, I called him up and I left this long message because I didn't know what to say. Hey, I love you. God bless you. He calls me back. He says, hey, brother, what's going on, man? I said, hey, Michael. Do you have a second? Yeah. I just wanted to share something to you, brother. I just want you to know that I love you. And I know that we weren't raised together. And I know that you were raised in Kachan in Arizona. But before my father passes away, I want to make it right with you. And I want you to know that I want you to come and be a part of my family and be my big brother. And I'm sorry. And it's nobody's fault. But I want you to know that I love you. And I need you. He started crying. And he told me, I never had anybody. I was raised with my grandparents. He said, I'm crying right now. I was raised alone. I've never heard anybody tell me and bring me in like that. 
And I said, there's nothing we can do about when we were young. But I need my big bro. Anytime you come to Disneyland, you stay with me. That's what it's about. That's what civility is about. It's about going and reaching the lost. And letting them know we love you, man. And I'm sorry if people offended you. Luke chapter 10. Starting with verse 30. And here's another story for you. A biblical story. And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among the thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at that place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. It's not about the fame. It's not about money. It's about reaching out, having compassion, having concerns, brotherly love, and a whole lot of understanding for that person right there. Verse 35, 34 says, and went, and went to him and bound up his wounds pouring in oil and wine and set him on his own beast and brought him in to the inn and took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, take care of him. And whatsoever you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. Then Jesus said, which now of these three do you think was neighbor under the man that fell among the thieves? And he said, he that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, go and do likewise. The word mercy means compassionate treatment shown especially to an offender. Are you just like this woman named Clara Barton, the founder of the Red Cross, that would feed soldiers, listen to soldiers, bandage up soldiers. She wrote letters for soldiers, washed their clothes. She delivered their supplies. She bandaged up her cousins, her students, her neighbors, her classmates. She did it during a time where she didn't have the right to vote. She did it during a time 
where women could not even speak and she found a way to be creative. She found a way to create something that nobody had ever seen in the United States of America called a volunteer. And so today we have volunteers all over the country, all over the world. And so when it comes to our country, when it comes to the homeless epidemic, when it comes to the major issues that we're facing today, are we willing to volunteer to save a life? I was told recently that there's a chance, according to scientists, that the Hoover Dam will break, causing a flood that will go down the Colorado River, wiping out parts of the Cocopa Nation across the California-Arizona border of the Colorado River. And as they told me, they gave me an example of the 1990s where it had happened before. When it happened in the 90s and a flood happened, the Red Cross, along with the United States Marine Corps, went to that area of our country to assist But one of the things that were noted was that the military grabbed the campers, the trailers, the animals, the cars, and just drove crazy, didn't really respect the property. And so a lot of the Native American community, while meeting with the American Red Cross shared about how they didn't like how they were treated in the 90s and that if a future catastrophe like the breaking of the Hoover Dam were to take place they wouldn't feel comfortable under the Red Cross and the United States Marine Corps and so I proposed, I have a big family in that area. If something were to happen like that, I would call my entire family and everybody that knows SOG crew and everybody from the Cocopo Nation and everybody from the Kishan Nation and everybody from Yuma County and all the Ornelases and all the advocates and anybody that would hear and we would volunteer whether it was to cook to move trailers because I want the elders to be treated right above all in that situation I would want their property to be intact There's so many things going on that I wish I could share, 
And it's kind of hard to explain what I'm involved in. But it's amazing and I'm having a great time. And I'm thinking about God. And I'm thinking about the people. And I'm thinking about how to solve these issues. Anything that comes to my desk. I really think about it through prayer. Lord, how can we expand borders to help these people? How can we expand something that's never been seen before? Is that you? Is God calling you to feed the soldiers on the field? Is that you? Are you the angel in the battlefield that God's called you to listen to the people? Are you the one that's called to bandage up the wounded? To write letters to those that are hurting? Maybe God's called you to, to have a ministry where you write to inmates. Scriptures. Are you willing to wash people's feet, people's clothes, people's cars? Are you willing to deliver supplies for years, for years? We would receive an 18-wheeler full of food every week. And so we would feed all the homeless. We would send food to all the men's and women's homes all over Orange County and L.A. All the small churches, fill them up with food. But we'd also deliver food to Mexico. We had a pass through the government of Mexico to go through and deliver food every week for years. And we would take the food to the prisons because they didn't have food for the inmates in the prisons. Are you willing to reach out to your little cousins? To all your students, to all your neighbors, to your classmates. Maybe you're sitting there thinking, how can I do it, man? I'm trying to get my citizenship. I can't do it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay under the radar so that I can apply these rules so that I could stay out of trouble so that I could get an education and be an entrepreneur. I haven't completed my paperwork to be a citizen. Clara Barton during the time of civil war was considered a second class citizen because women couldn't vote at that time. What's stopping you? Be creative. Be creative. Don't say, hey, I can't do that. I'm too weak. Get up. Oh, I'm a woman. What are you talking about? Get up. Oh, I'm a single mom. No, get up. Be that angel in the battlefield. Be that daughter of God. Help the fatherless. Reach the widow. Somebody do something. Cassandra, somebody. 
This woman, Clara Barton, had Abraham Lincoln talking about her. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Luke chapter 4.18. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. No, Brother Robert, we don't want you to preach here. Can I talk about Clara Barton? Can I talk about the woman who who started, the president who started the American Red Cross? Oh, okay. Can I talk about uh, civility? Honor? Respect? Mentorship? We don't want you to preach that that word here, that name here. It's okay. I love you. I love you. You don't want me to preach? It's okay. I love you. What are you going to talk about then? I don't know. I'm, I'm all about empowering women. Can I talk about a woman? Which woman? She was from the 1800s. Well... Go for it. This woman, from a young age, her daddy talked to, talked to her about war and fundamentals of war because they were all military. And her mom was an amazing mother, housewife. And they were God-fearing people. And this woman found a way during a time where she couldn't vote where she was considered a second class citizen and she found a way to give back to her country are you that person are you that one Maybe you don't want to talk about Clara Barton. It's okay. But do you believe that the Spirit of the Lord is upon you? Do you believe that God has anointed you to preach the gospel to the poor? The poor are those that are begging. The poor are those that have no honor. The poor are those that are powerless to finish what they started. I pray that you reach out to the poor to help guide them to finish what they started. They might have goals and visions, but they don't have the resources. And God has empowered you to help people start or finish what they started. Years ago, a couple years ago, There was a group called the Warriors Serving Christ. And I've known these guys for many years. They're from the Hilla River Reservation, the Pima Nation, near Phoenix, Arizona. We've traveled to Hawaii together. 
New York together, Montana together, traveled the world together. One year, that group decided to take a break. And so Des Lewis was going around by himself and at that time he was a little discouraged about it. And I told him, no bro, you're one of us. You're with us. And we bandaged up wounds. And we opened up our arms to welcome. We stretched out our right hand of fellowship. And we said, no, bro, you're part of SOG. God does a miracle with that group. Restores that group. And so now the warriors serving Christ are back doing what God's called them to do. And that's what it's about. It's about covering each other. To say, hey, brother, I'm with you. I got your back. I sponsor you. I commission you. Be the best you. Be the best you, Arlene. Be the best you, Antoine. Are you that angel in the battlefield? Your battlefield might be the opiate epidemic in New England. Your battlefield might be the AIDS in Spanish Harlem. Your epidemic or your drama, your battlefield might be somewhere in the South Pacific and nations are trying to take your island from you right now because of unlawful conquest. And they're trying to prove that in the world court. I'm sorry, but I don't agree with anybody doing unlawful conquest and killing unarmed people. I don't believe that. I don't think that anybody deserves to win a land dispute over unlawful conquest and killing women and children. Oh, different Bible study. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Are you preaching? Are you bringing the news and announcing glad tidings to people through the gospel? Are you? Are you preaching? Or are you preaching drama? Gossip? Backbiting? He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. There's people out there that are brokenhearted. Their hearts are in pieces. Their, their lives are in pieces. They're shredded. They got shredded by the last relationship. They got hurt. They got devastated and crushed and bruised. 
to preach deliverance to the captives. People need deliverance today. They need to experience freedom and a true, authentic, genuine pardoning in the name of Jesus, in the name and in the blood of Jesus. Father, I pray, mighty God, that people tonight would receive forgiveness, mighty God, in the battlefield, mighty God, out there in the in the war in the war zones, mighty God of our world, mighty God. I pray that people would be forgiven, free from that bondage, and free from a mentality that they believe they they're in penalty and they're penalized and they're running from God because they feel there's no power to forgive their sin. There's there's one name that will help you right now to deliver you from that pain of sin. Pastor Mark, there's one name that'll save us from that penalty, that'll save us from that bondage, that will, will break the chains pardoning us. And that's what we have to do in the battlefield out there in Venice Beach, out there in Italy, out there in Colorado Springs or Pueblo, Colorado. We have to be the ones like my big bro, Phil Aguilar. You know, brother Phil, chief, pastor. I was about 17 years old when I seen you guys at the warehouse off Anaheim Boulevard. One of the first times I've ever seen gospel hip-hop. Motorcycle bikes. Way ahead of your time. You inspired me. And then I had my season of up and down, up and down, in and out of jail, in and out of jail. But when I finally snapped out of that season that I was in... And I looked for God. The only face that I can think of. Was a man by the name of Phil Aguilar. And I don't even think he knew my name. And so when I got involved in ministry. And we started our let your fire fall youth crusade in this in the city of Anaheim, California. This is what God told me. He said, I want you to do this youth crusade every year. But I want Phil Aguilar to bless you to do it. And every year, chief, I would go to your house and just to say hi. Just to say I love you. Just to let you know that I consider you a part of our Anaheim community as an elder. And that I can't do it without you in Anaheim. And you would never come. Every year I would invite you and you didn't come. And one year... We invited Mellow Man Ace. And you came. 
You came, Chief. You had civility. And you supported the little guy. You supported the little dudes. You supported the little guys, Chief. And you came. And we prayed that day for Melo Manes. And God blessed us a few years later. Your grandson, MJ's son, and my baby boy, Joshua, they played on the same football team. And I was able to talk to you every single day, Chief. And that was an honor. An honor. I pray out there, guys, that that you would have a, an attitude to volunteer to bring relief for those that are going through pain and misery and grief. <laughs> Amen. I love you guys, man. Keep us in prayer. You could find this podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and soon in the next five weeks on iHeartRadio. On behalf of the entire SOG crew, all our people from Colorado, Plymouth, New Hampshire, San Diego, Utah, New Mexico, Albuquerque, Indio, California, Anaheim, California, Fullerton, California, and everybody else, man. If I didn't name you, I love you. Are you the angel in the battlefield? Are you like Phil Aguilar, the angel in the battlefield? Helping those guys out there. The SOG crew, season one. Episode 2 titled Civility and the Angel in the Battlefield. I hope you've enjoyed it. I love you guys with all my heart. Keep my family, my wife Melissa in prayer. Blessings to all our people from San Bernardino. Jamie Clark says thank you for inviting me today. God bless you and your family. Amen.